The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Hello and welcome back to the Welsh Wire. We're glad to be here with you on this chilly December morning. We've got a great guest to talk with today. Today we're talking with Mary Jo Bavea. Mary Jo is a Director of Business Development with Uliance. It's a Michigan-based EAP. She's also a clinical psychologist. So we can't think of anybody better to give us some great perspective on what we're dealing with right now. I mean, our topic today is shining a light in a dark place. Um, and we're going to be talking about dealing with mental health issues in the workplace um, in the midst of what we're known now as a pandemic. Mary Jo, welcome to the Welsh Wire. Thank you, Sherry. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I, I, I'm happy to be a part of this this podcast that you're doing right now and able to share and shed some light. I love that you said that because it's really what we want to do today is, is really shed some light. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel with all of what we're dealing with right now. So thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, you bet. No, and we agree with that too. I mean, we're, we're dealing with some tough stuff but and we want to be honest about the issues and, and provide some great, great solutions. And I know in our conversation today, you're going to be able to do that for us. But let me tell the listeners about you a little bit because you've had a terrific career. I mean, you are a clinical psychologist with over 30 years of experience. You've practiced in a hospital. I mean, you understand what it means to take care of folks who are struggling with mental health issues. But the cool thing I think about your background is that you started EAP programs for several different organizations. Now you're working for one and you're helping businesses understand what they need and how an EAP program can help them. So you've got a really unique perspective on both sides of the issues. You know what our employees need. You know how to recognize the struggle that mental health can be for some right now. And you also know how to provide solutions by telling employers, look, you don't have to wring your hands and feel like it's hopeless and you don't know what to do. There isn't an answer. You've got solutions too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a wonderful feeling to be a part of that because everybody struggles. And and yeah. so to have to be a resource for leaders and organizations when people struggle is, is what, what helps me sleep at night. Right. Yeah. Such a fulfilling work that you do. So here we are in Michigan today on December 9th as we record this show. And we are back to lockdowns 2.0 in the state of Michigan. We have extended work from home um, orders by our health department. We have business closure mandates that are taking a real serious toll, not only on Michigan's workforce and employees, but on businesses too. So Tell us what the latest data says about the health of our workforce given this environment. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit, of, a little bit of pre-COVID and a little bit of post-COVID, just to kind of give it some perspective. So, according to the National Institute on Mental Health, pre-COVID, one in five Americans experienced mental illness. Fifteen percent of the workforce had problems with substance abuse. 
one in four Americans reported work as a source of anxiety. And the suicide rate increased 33% between 1999 and 2017. Now let's add in COVID. Yes, let's add in COVID. A recently released report from the CDC indicates that 11% of Americans seriously considered suicide in June of 2020. Mm. That's double the percentage from 2018. And rates were highest amongst those ages 18 to 24 and among unpaid caregivers for individuals who are at risk of of acquiring COVID. 59% of adults now say the pandemic has had an impact on their mental health. One more stat, roughly a year ago, roughly one in 12 Americans would tell you that they had symptoms of anxiety. One in 12, today that number is one in three. So it's had a humongous impact um, on on the mental health of, of America. Yeah, it's tremendous. And, and you know, I understand that. I, I've had days myself, usually I'm a glass half full kind of a person and I'm pretty joyful, but I've had days myself where I'm like, whoa, I'm not sure I can take this. I'm sure I, we all have, but for yeah. one in three of our employees to be reporting, they're struggling. Exactly. Um, that, that, that's a serious issue. So it is a really, I mean, the, the second round of lockdowns, it's really hard on our employees. But when you consider the time we're in right now at this moment, which is the holiday time, okay, where we know that depression and anxiety are normally on the rise during the holiday seasons. I mean, we're talking about having the makings at this moment of a very, very serious public health crisis, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are. Absolutely. You you take, you mentioned it, Sherry, the typical holiday season brings about feelings of isolation, feelings of guilt loneliness, financial stress, family stress. And then you pile on top of that, all of those, all of those feelings that are coming from COVID, those feelings of isolation and stress and financial stress, because either I've been furloughed or my spouse or partner has been furloughed. So it just multiplies all of of what we're, we're already going through. And I think, you know, the same, the same applies for the typical holiday season as does for now. You've got to remember number one, what you have control over and what you can control. You have to remember to, to engage with, with your family in a positive way. And, and most importantly, you have to remember that this is temporary. We're not going to be in this isolation lockdown time forever. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And That's so we right. just got to know and keep that in mind. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure with hearing all of the statistics which are jarring and alarming some of our listeners are feeling a little hopeless right now but we want folks to quit us here because we've got some solutions you know I mean as business owners and leaders we all want our teams to be happy and healthy right I mean but we may be at a place right now where we're starting to think that there's not much that we can do and that we're not even sure we're taking good care of ourselves right right, right. Um, and I was years ago, I was really struck by the writings of Stephen Covey, you know, Seven yeah. Habits of Highly Effective People. He told a really cool fable about the goose that lays a golden egg. And some of you may remember reading that. But, it, you know, what struck me about the fable and his interpretation of it was basically, you know, if you don't take care of the goose that lays the golden eggs, if you destroy the goose, the golden eggs stop. So as, you know, as owners and leaders in business, 
we're counting on to keep our businesses running, to keep our teams functioning healthy and strong, to keep our employees motivated and happy. But if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't do that. And if we crash and burn, we're not good to anybody at all. So it becomes so, so important, right? For us to take care of ourselves. So what can we do? Mary Jo, to to take care of ourselves, to stay up, to stay strong, so that we can lead our teams with encouragement and positivity in these difficult times. You know, you make such a really, really good point, Sherry, and that's that as leaders, we need to remember, first and foremost, we're human too. You know, we talk about the stats and how this affects our employees. Well, we're one of those people. We're one of those humans. So we're not not immune to this. So, uh, you know, a few things to remember for yourself. Social distancing doesn't mean social isolation. If, if you have to stay confined to your home, there's still beautiful formats like Zoom and other ways to connect with, with relatives, friends, family, loved ones, and yes, your employees. Staying connected right. to your employees is important. Another thing is don't bombard yourself with the news. Limit, limit that. A couple times a day, once in the morning to see what's new, once at night to see what's happened, but don't overwhelm yourself and bombard yourself with news because that's just going to bring you down. Again, that's about a lot of things that you can't control. Keep in mind those things over which you have control. Gratitude. Make gratitude a daily practice. Think about first thing in the morning, what are three things in my life I'm grateful for? And then at the end of the day, what are, what are three things I'm grateful for? And don't forget to surround yourself with people who who help you feel positive and who buoy you up because you're going to need that from time to time too. Right. Great suggestions. These are all things as leaders we can employ in our own personal lives to get our our heads and our minds in a space where we're ready now to help our teams who are struggling. So once we're feeling strong and healthy, we're going to be in great shape, right, to help our teams, right? So what are the main things that we should watch for to recognize that our employees might be needing a little extra help? And and that's, that's really good. I'm glad that you brought that up and gave me the opportunity to talk about that because understanding it and recognizing it is key. And, and when people are struggling with depression or anxiety, there's a lot of behaviors that they exhibit that are very similar. You'll see, you'll see isolation, you'll see irritability, You'll see concentration impairment. You'll see um, absenteeism. You'll see presenteeism, meaning they're at work, but they're really not functioning. They're really not doing their job. You'll see excessive worrying, um, lower frustration tolerance. And, And a lot of those things are things that make you just want to discipline that employee and get them back up to doing what they used to do. Um, you want to hold them accountable, but, but don't forget to say to them, I'm noticing some things. I'm worried about you. I'd I'd like to see you take care of those things and seek whatever help you can seek. If you have an EAP, recommend them to the EAP. Don't be their counselor. Don't, Don't ask them what's going on and ask them how you can help them. Just notice the behaviors, the observable behaviors that are different and, and let them know you're concerned and you care about them and you want, you want to see them get better. That's great. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, we have a tendency, probably some of us, to want to jump in and help solve that and sort yeah. of play counselor or get them access to. But that's you're saying really watch that, set the boundaries. Exactly. Just call call it out that you've noticed it. Right. And really recommend that they work on that and get some help. And again, 
it's those changes in behavior that 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 irritability, that absenteeism, that concentration impairment. Those are all the things that affect how they're doing their job. And of course, as a leader, those are concerning to you, and they, and they should be. But for two reasons, because this is a human being who's struggling, and this is impacting y- your business. Um, yes. And so it, it's. It's okay to call it out, but yeah, don't be the therapist. Just ask them, tell them you notice. Sometimes just being noticed is helpful to people. When when they know that somebody notices, sometimes, believe it or not, that's all they need. Wait, isn't that the truth? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that. I really do. It's like in listening to people, sometimes it's not so much what they say and, and getting their point across and taking their side or doing what they're asking for, but it's letting them be heard. So in right. this case, it's kind of the same way. Let, yeah. you know, it's it's acknowledging and letting them be heard. You're recognizing yes. the fact that they're having a struggle, and you right. you know you're supportive of them. Yeah, no, exactly. Knowing that somebody's concerned about me as a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so good. Such great advice. So you're suggesting some of the best ways to help them might be twofold. To suggest that they go ahead and seek out some help on their own, but you know we recognize that there are also EAP programs. Many companies have EAP programs in place. Um, certainly a lot of large companies do, but small companies do too, right? I mean, this is an option that at a time like this, as a small company, if you think this is a value to your employees, it's something that's doable and affordable, right? Oh, it's very doable and very affordable. Yes, yes. And, and, and an EAP, when implemented well in a way that helps leaders do exactly what we're talking about, recognizing how to how to help their employees in the appropriate way, you're going to get a return on investment to, to just go to the bottom line for a leader. I mean, you care about your people. That's one reason to do it. Um, people need it right now. The need for mental health, as we've talked about, the stats is on the rise. People need it. And, and thirdly, it really does. You do get a return on investment. It does pay for itself in the long run. And employee retention, customer service, all those things are, are improved with an EAP. So, right. yeah, no company's too small. No company's too small to have an effective EAP. Right, right. And that's a great suggestion. And, and you know, I'm, it just occurred to me that maybe we're using uh, the abbreviation for it that some folks may say, what, what are we talking about with an EAP? An employee assistance program, right, which can provide um, support to employees on a host of different issues that they're dealing with, even beyond holiday stress and Issues exactly. related to the pandemic, right? Yeah, yep. it's counseling yeah, is- support for any life issue that you have, and, and then and then support for managers and leaders as well. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Because we don't want as owners and leaders, we don't want to get into the place where we're acting as counselor. That's really, really beyond our capabilities. But we care about our people, and clearly, right. there is a business case to be made for having a healthy team as well. Exactly. So, um, for those on your team. Mary Jo, who, you know, just need to pick me up every now and then because we all have those days. Admittedly, I do, you know, um, where you just occasionally have the bad day and we're thinking, gosh, you know, we're coming into the long winter months. We, I don't know when we're going to get out of this, but we need some positive encouragement of, of pick me up during those long winter days. You know, do you have some suggestions or tips for what we can do to really make a difference? I've got a few ideas, but I wonder what you think. Well, yeah, I, and I think I think you know, don't forget to have fun. You know, um, um, how, right. how did you have fun if you're all working remotely and you all used to work in the office together? How did you have fun? You know, that spontaneity that you might have had back then. Bring that, bring that back in. Don't forget to schedule 
you know, fun times, fun Zoom meetings, fun face-to-face meeting, whether it's a virtual happy hour or a virtual game. There's a lot of virtual games that you can play that just kind of take people away from reality for a little bit. Um, and, and beyond the fun, if you're not regularly meeting with your people virtually, if you can't do it in person, get that on the schedule. Regularly meet with your people, check in with them, ask them how they're doing. Don't wait until you see something. Don't be afraid to say, how you doing? How, how's it going being out of the office, if that's the case? How's it going being more isolated? So check in, schedule regular time with them, but schedule some fun things. And, and, and those would be some key things I would suggest. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, you know, I think the spontaneity too is great. Yeah. I mean, the, what, you know, what gets planned gets done, right? When you put it on your calendar, you know, but sometimes a spontaneous call to just say, Hey, I didn't call for anything other than to see how you're doing. How was your weekend? Just to chit chat. I had somebody share with me that their boss did that with them. And it just meant so much. There was no business discussed. They just talked about personal stuff and life. And they really felt valued and important from that, that touch. And the same thing with fun. Fun can be even more fun. And when it's spontaneous, right? right? You know, when you don't expect it. And at these holiday times, I, you know, I've tried to think of fun things that, you know, you can do. Like, I keep thinking, I, I love to sing, right? I, I don't know that everybody loves it as much as I do, but I'm like, what about putting together caroling or getting a group that can go caroling? Caroling is something you can do outside a window, socially distanced, you know, where it's right? fun, yeah. it's okay. And it's so fun and joyful, you know, putting together a group like that to surprise and visit your colleagues could be super fun or doing, you know, organizing a Christmas cookie exchange where you drop cookies on each other's doorsteps. And why can't you do secret Santa in the same way? Yeah. If you're in different cities, it's going to be hard, right? And that's always hard. But if your team is just working remote in town, goodness sakes, find a way to do that. I mean, it can be super fun and just add a little bit more to the holidays to pick people's spirits up. Absolutely. Well, you know, this different city thing, you can do Amazon and you can have it shipped to them from Amazon. Totally. You can do that. And, and Yes, you totally can. Yeah. That fun gift exchange, I think is a great idea. That's a really Yeah. And you know, I heard um, there, there's a winery Chateau Chantal up in Traverse city that is doing virtual wine tastings. So it's like a totally legit wine tasting with the masters, right? They ship everything to you ahead of time and you can do it for groups of, you know, I don't know, a lot of people and you all get together on the zoom call and then the master, you know, the vintner goes ahead and hosts the wine. I'm like, that's really a cool thing too. So you know, I just encourage our listeners to think creatively about things that you can do even on a, you know, a monthly or every other week basis um, to try to bring some fun and reconnection in with your team to, to pick everybody up in these dark days. Keep that phrase in your head. Social distancing does not mean social isolation. I just, love just that. Right social that distancing that does screen. not mean social isolation. I love that. Yep. Yep. You don't have to isolate. You can have, we, we play Euchre with my son who's in, who's in, who's in Colorado. We play Euchre with him about every other week and his wife on zoom. They're on their couch. We're on our couch and, and we're in a, we're in a, we're in a Euchre game together, the four of us. And it helps a lot. It really, really helps a lot with that distance. So, Oh, I love that. That is great. That is great. Well, Mary Jo, you've offered some really tremendous information and tips today for our listeners to really help 
all of us get over the hump of these last lockdowns, the tough times of the holiday season, the dark winter days ahead. I feel like you've equipped us with some awesome tools to really help our teams perform and feel great every day. But let me ask you, if our listeners want to get more information about Alliance or the services that an EAP can provide, or even maybe just want to subscribe to your newsletter, right? To kind of get in touch, because you do a fabulous newsletter with great tips too. What's the best way for them to reach you, Mary Jo? That's great. And and yeah, subscribing to our newsletter is a wonderful suggestion. It's a wonderful resource all the time. So we are at Uliance. Dot com and that's you alliance with a u u l l i a n c e dot com and i'm m bavea m b a w e j a at uliance.com so I'd, I'd be happy to connect with anybody who wants to dive a little deeper into what we talked about today i'd be happy to do that Awesome. Terrific. Again, we've been so delighted to have as our guest today, Mary Jo Bavea. Mary Jo is a clinical psychologist and director of business development of Uliance, a Michigan-based employee assistance program, EAP, um, doing great work here and providing us with some great tips to get through this tough time. Mary Jo, thank you so much again for being our guest today on The Welsh Wire. Happy to be here. Honored that you invited me, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.